Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Impulsive Thoughts. That's what we call it. And uh, we lost another co-host tonight. (laughs) It's just me and Allie tonight. And, uh, well, we're actually recording video. Um, Wait, I'm on TV? Yeah. Well, you're on YouTube. This is on YouTube? Well, it's not live on YouTube right now, but it's going to go on YouTube. The tube of you. (laughs) So, and I, and it's just Ellie and I and myself tonight. Ellie and I and myself? And, yeah, that's three people. It's got enough personalities to last us the whole bit. Yeah. Hey, when it was when it was three guys and a stogie, I, I used to always say that there was another person over there, but there was only three of us, and I always counted four. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. We did, we did colors after. I'm sure brought to you by the letter A. (laughs) Anyway, how are you doing today, Ellie? I'm exhausted. I worked 12 hours. Yeah. As you, I normally don't dress like this. Yeah. This is not my preferred shade of orange and yellow. (laughs) I look like a safety cone, like a traffic cone. All you need is like the cone head. Why is is Donnie calling me? Answer it. Donald? Hello. Hello. Did I interrupt at the right time? You did. Yes. You can't hear. Hello. You fuck. I don't care. I don't need to hear him. Okay. <laughs> What's going so did on? We get to, did we get to how many pages she has? No, actually, uh, we we literally just did the intro. Oh, wow. That is Fucking good it all up. Done. Yeah, and I was recording, but I don't know what's going on now. Oh, so it's not good timing. Some of it. No, no, no. It, it's good. To, oh, it is. Oh, I can't record videos during calls. Okay. Um, no, it was good timing. Oh, so it's you are re- recording. Yeah, I'm recording as far as audio. Oh, okay. All right. Fucking bestie. She, is she still mad that I was by her apartment and didn't see her? Yeah, she's still mad that you were at, at pretty much in front of her door. And, she, and it's her fault. Literally petting my cats house. without me there. <laughs> And it was her fault because she was at your house. <laughs> he said, and it was your fault because you were here. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. What the fuck was getting... that? That was the door to my hotel. Did are... did a child die? What was that are noise? Sh- I you... heard it from over here. Are you sure it's a hotel and not a cell room? Don's in jail. <laughs> Don's in jail. And Juliet. My, my coworker said it sounds like a stormtrooper. A stormtrooper? Oh, jeez. Star Wars. It's unusually warm right now. It's not as cold as it was. Yeah, it's actually really nice out. But I just wanted to call and say hi. I'm on my way. Or getting ready to leave for work. Oh, are you going to work? Yeah, I got the night shift. Oof. It sucks. <laughs> but... I did see Porter. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
He's on the day shift. He sucks. Yeah, he does. He doesn't listen to this. No. So, but I do since I haven't been on it. Probably he, won't listen to this episode now. <laughs> he goes. He goes. I listen to it. Probably won't listen to this one though because I'm on it. Whatever, Donald. No one likes you. <laughs> All right, I'll remember that when she wants to say hi. Yeah, I'm sure you will remember that. <laughs> oh, she heard that part, huh? Yeah. I, I've heard all of it. I'm just choosing to ignore you. <laughs> uh, all righty. Well, you guys have a good episode. All right, Donald. Bye, Donald. Right. <laughs> I'll talk to you. Bye, best friend. B- bye, bye bestie. <laughs> I'm going to end up getting killed, aren't I? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pinch him so hard in the nipples when he comes back. (laughs) Just pinch his nipples until they bleed. (laughs) Annoyed. Anyway, um, uh, video, we're back because uh, Don interrupted. We were talking about my attire and I was talking about how I loved the S-S-S-S-A-A-A-A-F, the safety dance. And that's what I feel like. You can dance if you wanna... You can. You don't know that song? No. Oh, wait till after the podcast. I will enlighten you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Me and the K Dog used to da- jam to that all the time. S S S S I think the band was Men Wearing Hats. Was the name of who? Probably why I don't know that. Don't hate. <laughs> the fuck ever. It was a bop. Okay. <laughs> Fucking jam. A bop. Yeah, I said it. And you say I'm old. Anywho, how was your day? <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, it ended up being a very long day, and I didn't even see. I seen my brother this morning. That was it. He's uh, on his way to New Orleans. So, yep, I got back back to work at like four thirty, and then I had to unload and everything like that for the next day. So. The next day after your weekend off. Yeah. Mm. That's what I meant. Yeah. Next business day. Huh. Yeah. Fuck you. Actually, it wouldn't be next business day because next business day would be Monday. And you don't work those either. Yeah. Fuck you. Well, I mean, yeah, that's really the only reason why I'm still there. <laughs> Anyways. Guess what? Chicken butt. So we, you put a poll out there on Facebook World. I did. Um, I unfortunately- and I had to rewrite it because um, Jordan was like, "What am I voting for?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I just put numbers there. I didn't like what we were actually voting for." So thank you, Jordan. Uh, I'm a moron. We were voting for the number of pages of research that I did. Yeah. Uh, you want to you want to pull that up to see who voted in it? Though I didn't know that you can vote for two different answers. Yeah, whatever. Those people don't count. <laughs> First of all, also I looked and like you know how it just says that um, you know like Karen had commented on a status or whatever. Yeah. Well, I pulled it up and 
it I clicked on the wrong thing. I thought she voted that I was psychotic. I about called her immediately. <laughs> you talking about my friend Karen? Your friend Karen. Yeah. <laughs> you know she can see you, right? I know. <laughs> Which makes it even better. <laughs> my butt it puckers. <laughs> for, for you when your friend Karen sees that. She started it. Okay, her friend Lupe. All right. So, anyways, what? Let's. What did you vote? Yes, I voted. Okay. I think I voted for twenty. All right. So sixteen, zero <laughs> percent. They know you because our thinkers know you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done a sixteen-page case. So, um, I think your last case was sixteen pages. I don't think so. Maybe not. I, 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 that doesn't sound like me at all. <laughs> that, that, that sounds like how I write my address. Anyways, <laughs> 18, also 0%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds about right. Um, 20 had three votes with 18%. Mm-hmm. Jesse, Carissa, <laughs> and Scott. Oh, okay. So I think I did 22. All right. So that had three votes. Um, 22 had five votes with 31%. Um, my friend Lupe, <laughs> Kay Dizzle, Brittany, Jordan, and Jessica. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Whoa. Sorry. Excuse me. I am so sorry. <laughs> and then with 50% of the votes, all eight votes, Allie Cat is psychotic. Who the fuck knows? Lisa, <laughs> Dan, yeah, of course, Don, <laughs> Marisol, <laughs> George, Scott again. So yeah. does not count, Scott. You are next. <laughs> Eric and Brittany. Okay. All you motherfuckers get stickers. But the real answer, because oh. <laughs> I'm psychotic. So what's the real answer? The real answer, and I wrote it down to prove it. So that I couldn't be lying, and I circled it, was 22. Okay, what did I do? 21? 22. Oh, I did 22, okay. So you got it actually correct, and he did not know before. I did not know. I promise on everything I love that, that I did not know that. I'm pretty sure this is actually longer than Bryceless Pizza. Oh, wow. Is yeah. this going to be a two-part episode? I don't I don't know. It depends on how, how sweepy I get. <laughs> I do tomorrow. All right, so with that being said, do you want to know what we're doing? Yes, I do. And I'm sure all the thinkers want to know, too. I've actually kept this pretty well hidden from you. Mm -hmm. I've wanted to do it for a couple weeks now, but fucking Danny stealing my thunder on Friday the 13th. Butt fucking. Butt fucking. (laughs) Butt fucking Danny. Um, This is also a Friday the 13th murder. Okay. Um, Candy Montgomery. Candy Montgomery. Oh, oh shit. No shit. You ready? I still boo? haven't finished watching it all. You ready, Boo? <laughs> yes. All right. Are you super excited? Yes. Because I'm about to fucking alley find the shit out of this case. <laughs> Thinkers. Put your panties on high. Here we go. <laughs> all right. I actually, I, I kind of feel a little bit uncomfortable because normally, like, I just rhythm it with my nose, but now there's. There's people watching me. <laughs> I don't know 
Actually, my hands are kind of sweaty. Can you see them? You getting a little clammy? <laughs> I could pause video. I have stage fright, and I normally don't get like that. You want me to pause the video? No, I thought oh, okay. I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm not actually kidding. My hands are, are glistening. Can you see them? <laughs> but I also get nervous, like, walking upstairs, so, which is I, so weird. It's like, true. I am... I'm a very confident person, and you would never mistake me for having crippling anxiety. Crippling. <laughs> crippling. I hide it very well behind my weird screen. <laughs> behind it, I'm dying. <laughs> Crispy bread. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, I feel like I'm going to do a southern accent between all of this because, oh, oh I feel like you have to. Her name Can is- Can I do one? No, because yours is terrible. <laughs> Flat out. I, I nixed that immediately. I shut it down. Fuck. <laughs> you tried to do a southern accent. Where were we going? And We were in Wisconsin <laughs> when it was raining. And I was like, we're going to get shot. And this has nothing to do with the south. Like, someone's going to hurt us. Yeah, because uh, my southern accent sounded more racist than anything. <laughs> right. So... This is for all of you. I'm putting a stop to it. You're welcome. Lupe has no business doing accents. He does them on accident. I don't know. Let's do a callback to uh, Mr. Mr. Don. Oh, yeah, Mr. Dan. You can't even do that right now. <laughs> Mr. Don. Anyways. All right. So Candace Lynn Montgomery. See, like how Southern is that? Yeah. All right. So actually it was Candace Lynn Wheeler started off mm -hmm. because obviously she wasn't born married. I don't know if you're. Shocking. Correct, right? Hmm. All right. She was born on November 15th, 1949 in Lucas, Texas. Um, her father was in the army, so she spent a lot of her younger years moving from city to city. So Army brat. Army brat. Correct. Yeah. Um, and at the young age of 18, Candy met a man named Pat Montgomery. So... Even, even you just saying Pat Montgomery, like you said it very normally, it still came out with a southern Pat accent. Montgomery. <laughs> it, it just sounds like I should have like, you know, like those trees with like the ivy dripping off of or whatever that shit is. You talking about moss? The, the weeping willow trees? Like no, like the mossy trees. I'm not uh. talking about a weeping willow. I'm talking about the trees with fucking moss hanging off of them. <laughs> well, you you're a little partial to moss, so. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows about that but you, but thank you for <laughs> fucking calling me out. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. People are attracted to a lot of different things. Do they growl at it and pet it? Possibly. I don't know what's... what's... And declare on their first date? I do declare. <laughs> I, do, I do declare, <laughs> Mr. Martinez, that I love moss. Garden floor moss, floral moss, wet moss, dry moss. Fake moss. <laughs> yeah, no, but fake moss gets everywhere. Even moss that's on a picture frame. <laughs> anyway. anyway. A little bit of a tangent there. Moss Fucking tangent. love moss. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like I said, it's your one. It takes us back to our first date. Yeah. When I had to leave <laughs> to go pick up my brother from jail. And, and almost literally left me in a forest petting stumps <laughs> covered in moss. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Sorry. Sorry, thinker. Sorry. How did our, our relationship start this way? And where how did we end up here? 
I think it started with Jesus. You can dance if you want to. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good Jesus. Covered in moss. Okay. <laughs> At the young age of 18, Candy met Pat Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Not in Button Willow. But, anyways. <laughs> Button Willow. We need to stop. All right. Pat Montgomery. And I did read in one source that when they met, <laughs> that shortly after they met, they got married, but he. He was having an affair when they met. So their relationship started... Bad. Off on that floor. Yeah. That he was already having an affair. But I I could not find that in another source. Okay. I only read that in one. So the validity of that statement, I'm not totally sure. And so, like I said, that's neither here nor there. Um, But the two wed and they bought a very spacious home in Wiley, Texas, which Mm -hmm. they would end up calling home. So Mm -hmm. Wiley, Texas. And her husband, Pat, worked as an electrical engineer at Texas Instruments. So, you Oh, know, shit. The calculator. Very Yes, very much. And he was able to provide a nice middle-class life for his new bride. I mean, what more could you ask for? Right. <clears throat> um, and so, wasting no time breaking in... Yeah, I don't know what that was either. <laughs> wasting no time breaking in that new house... They, yeah. <laughs> they were having coitus. Lots of it. Bumping uglies, if you will. Heels to Jesus, as the Texans would say. I'm not sure if they would say that, but I feel like that's a very Bible Belt way to put it. I, w- I would have said uh, knocking boots. Oh, what a delightful euphemism. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, They learned that they were expecting their first child, and their daughter Jenny was born in 1973. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And following in quick succession, because they kept their boots a knocking, (laughs) or they kept their heels to Jesus, (laughs) kept them on up there. Um, (laughs) Their son Ian was born in October 1974. I literally looked everywhere for when. Like what month their daughter Jenny was born? Could not find it. Just so we're just gonna go with 1973. Okay. I know the year. I don't. Could not find the month. Anyways. So they could possibly be Irish twins. Right. Okay. But that's why I said very short succession. I think there's a gerbil living in your heating system. Oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> there. It's a radiator heat. Oh, so it's the water tank. Yeah. Okay. Not a gerbil. Yeah. Very good to know. Um, So, like I said, this story takes place in Texas. Mm -hmm. And so, this is probably not going to shock you, but the church plays a very big part of this whole story. Oh, yeah. Right. Because, I mean, you know, Bible Belt. Yeah. I mean, the Texas is still part of the Bible Belt, right? I don't know where the belt hits the United States. Is it a low-riding belt? Are the jeans hip huggers? Are they jeans? Where does it, what kind of pants does America wear? <laughs> anyway, if America wore pants, how would they wear it? <laughs> would, they, would they be sweatpants with the belt, <laughs> or are we Actually, like? Actually, I'm pretty sure it would probably be sweatpants, <laughs> just sweatpants. I mean, with a drawstring. In 2023, I would not doubt that because <laughs> yeah. we have we've gone off the rails. So, no longer iron slacks <laughs> with a belt. We are now joggers and a belt. <laughs> Anyways, so... That's a different podcast for a different day. 
Correct. Um, so let's introduce the next family. Um, Betty Pomeroy was born January 9th, 1950 in Harper, Kansas to parents Bob and Bertha Pomeroy. And Betty also had two siblings. Um, they were brothers and their names were Ron and Richard. Okay. Um, I believe they were both older than her. I think she was the youngest. Mm -hmm. um, Betty eventually met and married a man named Alan Gore. They married in 1970. And the couple actually met while in college in Kansas. Alan was actually her teaching assistant. Hmm. Yeah. And so soon after getting hitched, the couple welcomed their daughter, Alyssa. It's spelled really funny. It's spelled A-L-I-S-A. -S Alisa. Oh. Alyssa. Okay. I'm so I'm saying Alyssa. Yeah. I I'm trying to remember the the show. I so I tried not to base any of this off of the Netflix series. Or Hulu, whatever the fuck it was. Whatever. Because that's dramatized. Yeah, but I mean I feel like they would get the names at least right. I don't think they even use the right names. I think Other than hers. Well, right. Okay. I don't think they even use the kids' names. Hmm. But anyways, so but like I said, my facts are based on actual... Actual facts, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me that look. YouTube can see you. <laughs> he forgot who he was fucking with. <laughs> I fucked around and found out. <laughs> like I fucking watched Netflix one day and was like, you know what? I'm going to do a case on this. I'm just going to write down everything I saw. That's how I research. Hair flip. <laughs> Proceed. That fucking irritated me. Anyways. Hmm. After. So after Alisa. 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 I don't know. Whatever. We'll just go with Alisa. After the daughter was born into the family. That sounded so harsh. Um, after she was born into the family, they packed up and moved down to Wiley, Texas. Mm hmm. And that's where Alan got a job also as an engineer at Rockwell International. Hmm. So now we're seeing that the two families have a lot in common. Yeah. Now they both live in Wiley, <clears throat> Texas, and both of the husbands are engineer. And so now both of the couple's lives actually revolved heavily around the church, which is the First United Methodist Church. Mm -hmm. And so they, you know, like most Southern families... Many social activities were held through the church, and it led to them meeting and making friends. Right. And so, and their kids were around the same age. Mm -hmm. So, obviously. Naturally, dates, they're going to kind of like gravitate to each other. Playdates, I'm sure husbands yeah. probably had a lot in common. Wives being wives, you know, casseroles. Well, honestly, guys Texas. don't really need to have anything in common. Hey, you like beer? Yeah. You want one? Sure. Friends. I don't think that's how church talk in Texas oh, goes. Oh, shit, church. Hey, you like Jesus? I got the blood of Christ. Let's drink. <laughs> Honey, they're not us. They don't sit in the back of a U-Haul saying, would you like a Jesus? <laughs> how about, I'm an engineer. Oh, I'm an engineer too. <laughs> you got kids? I got kids. Are you married? I'm married. <laughs> okay, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. People aren't weirdos like us. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Petting moss, picking people up from jail on their first date. 
Okay. <laughs> Okie dokie. Back to the programming. Back, yep. <laughs> oh. Pretty, 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 pretty. Karen's friend Lupe is very, very pretty. So, <laughs> um, Betty, mm-hmm. I remember she went to school for um, to be a teacher. So obviously, and that's where she met her husband. So she worked as a school teacher and she primarily taught fifth grade when she was down in Texas at R.C. Dodd Middle School. Okay. And she loved teaching and said that she loved being able to positively impact the lives of her students, guiding and nurturing them through their formative years of education. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's so well put. And how very teacherly of you. Yeah. And the Gores also had a newborn daughter named Bethany, whom Betty may have been silently struggling with postpartum. Okay. Um, after her birth. So, but... I could not find anywhere that had any medical documents about that, but that was primarily out of just like a podcast and that series. Mm -hmm. So that's speculation. Okay. And, but I did write in here that postpartum wasn't truly understood and recognized at this time. And so she really was struggling with that purely Mm -hmm. alone. I mean, so this is the 80s. Yeah. I mean, like literally freshly 1980, 79 or 80 at this point. So, I mean, think about it. It's 2023 now, and it's really coming into the forefront of being accepted as a thing and people getting treatment for it. Yeah. And even now, it's still very... uh, Misunderstood? Yeah. Right. I was going to say, yeah. yeah I mean, people still view it as psychosis, mm-hmm. you know? So, absolutely. So, she, who knows what could have really been happening and how she was being treated. Right. She could have been being alienated. And especially by, like, I mean, the way that I think about it is, like, cookie cutter moms. Mm-hmm. How, especially, like, they're watching you. Scrutiny of the church. Yeah. How you should be handling your children, and was she... Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, the church is... They're going to be, like, eyeballing you and secretly, mm-hmm. but not so secretly. <laughs> Whispers. Right. 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 You know, Betty's not doing this mm-hmm. that way, you know? Betty's dress isn't pressed properly. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because Betty's losing it at home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm tripping. I'm... You got me tripping. Every time you look and I'm like, what, what, what's going on? It's that damn hutch. Now I'm freaking myself out because I'm a big oh, orange this- mass. <laughs> Can we put like a piece of paper over that so I can't see myself move? <sighs> I need to go home. Anyways. All right. So back to the church. <laughs> back to the church and the two oldest children. Um, so like I was saying before, they became friends mm-hmm. because they were around the same age and they did church stuff together. Right. You know, camps, Bible, Bible study. Kids don't do Bible study. They do like Bible. Like CCD. And, well, I know I went through CCD. I did not. But. Well, you're also not Catholic. I was baptized Catholic. Oh. oh. Things you didn't know about your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Um. 
what is the thing I'm trying to think of? I don't know. Sunday school. Sunday school. Oh my goodness. Clearly. Similar to like uh, CCD. Okay. Like I said, never went to that. So, um, so they did all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Young Jesus stuff. And uh, <laughs> I wish we were recording for that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> young do- Jesus. <laughs> Not like- that he was young. He was old at this point. Well, actually he wasn't around, but like, well he was because they say so. But <laughs> anyways, it's been a long day. <laughs> Anyway, I watch paint dry all day as Dan says. <laughs> Sunday school. Young Jesus stuff. Young Jeezy stuff. Yeah. Um, that stuff. Um, so like I said, it brought the adults together because, mm. you know, they're bringing the kids back and forth, probably from church to each other's houses for play dates and probably carpooling. Yeah. I mean, to and from activities. So they adults became close mm-hmm. family friends as well. Now it's the hot Texas sweaty summer of 1978. Probably like 110 with 100 110% uh, humidity with a high chance of sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> and Candy Montgomery and Alan Gore are on a co-ed volleyball league. Okay. Sweaty. 70s. Afros. <laughs> short shorts. And Le Bush. Volleyballs. Oh, wait, we'll get to that later. Jesus. Well, it's church. It's a church league, so Jesus is there. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he's wearing shorts. I mean, maybe he has an afro. I like to picture my Jesus with short shorts and an afro. <laughs> That's my 70s Jesus. <laughs> my next line. I don't know if that's how that went, but <laughs> but Candy all of a sudden, with my description, obviously, got the eyes for Betty Gore's husband, Alan. Mm-hmm. Whoopsies. I mean. If you look like sweaty Jesus, who wouldn't? <laughs> it's the afro. But which which afro? The one on his head or the one... Underneath them shorts. (laughs) Ooh-wee. All right. So if this wasn't very obvious earlier, I'm going to be real honest with you now. I'm not super religious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Jesus stuff. But Candy Montgomery is married. Right. To Pat. Mm -hmm. And Alan Gore is married to Betty. Right. Okay. And that would make an extramarital relationship adultery, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Very, very frowned upon. Okay. Which, last time I checked, is what they call a sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. And those, by Afro-sweaty Jesus, are frowned upon, right? Right. So right. I was correct in, in thinking that. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll mark that down in my book. All right. I said, correct me if I'm wrong. Note to Allie self, I was correct. <laughs> So, Candy and Alan started this, I'm air quoting, relationship, Mm -hmm. innocently enough, by flirting back and forth and even discussing the details of having an affair. Interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, you got to have a pro and con list. Ah, yes. Rules. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and you know everything that goes along with it because that's that's sexy right yeah i'm not kidding that happened okay yeah that, that was like a real thing so the, so the, what do they like pull out a, a notepad and said okay we can't do this they had like red strings on maps <laughs> yeah right like they were in a war room and like okay so so we can't be seen with that person because that person will tell this person who will tell that person they had tell a compass for perimeters yeah oh yeah. yeah oh yeah okay yeah oh it was it was hot and heavy there for a while <laughs> so after all the details were ironed out the full-blown sexual affair could begin. Main rule. You want to take a guess? Don't catch feelings. Oh, ding, ding, ding. No feelings. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Either party. This is also the second half of that rule. And either party could end the affair anytime, no questions asked. Okay. And so this is just my opinion, but I feel like that's how every affair starts. Usually. And... It quickly catches feelings and no one can just call it quits. Usually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, that's literally why you're starting a relationship yeah. with somebody. Yeah. Because you already have feelings for them. <laughs> Duh. So this isn't your typical uh, FWB. Friends with benefits. Wow. Clearly, I'm good at this. <laughs> no, apparently not. <laughs> Or they've just never done it because, you right. know, hashtag religious. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's one. <laughs> I'm not very good at the words either. I don't know when to put Jesus and religious and his other friends in there. Never. <laughs> he's, got, he's got like 12 of them, right? Actually, yes, you're oh! right. <laughs> they all had dinner together at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> just not on Sunday. Jesus chicken. <laughs> Remember that one time I thought they weren't wearing shirts oh and I thought God. it was a weird promo. <laughs> I was like, why aren't the Lord's Jesus servants of chicken wearing shirts? And we were on the motorcycle and you were like, don't make me crash. And you're like, wait, are they not wearing shirts? <laughs> Fucking told you. <laughs> I definitely took a second look. <laughs> they were just a very peculiar tan color. I don't know if they were they mimicking chicken. Oh, I never thought of that. I just did. So I would also like to throw that this little tidbit out there because I think it does make a difference. Okay. Um, earlier I mentioned that the Gores had two children. This affair began during the beginning of Betty's pregnancy with her second child, Bethany. Oh, Jesus. So remember I said that she had postpartum? Mm-hmm. Th- this was after the birth of this child. Okay. So the postpartum hasn't started yet. Mm-hmm. She hadn't even had this child. So I was just giving you background of their family first. Right. So before she had that child, they only had two kids. Mm-hmm. They're starting this affair. So mm, do you feel like she's already feeling insecure? Yeah, a little bit. Mm, me too. Okay. So back to the shagging, shall we? I really had to throw that in there. I just felt so Austin Powers during this whole episode. Oh, behave. And then you sent me that gif of (laughs) Mini-Me and Dr. Evil. And I was like, does he live in my head rent-free? Because I... (laughs) Who are we? Anyways. I mean... The couple... 
I'm air quoting, mm-hmm. Betty and Alan, they met in, as you would expect, sleazy hotel rooms because what kind of affair, affair wouldn't? Right. Um, the, the hotel, or I'm sorry, the motel, because it wasn't even a hotel. It was a, a motel notel. Uh, the motel was called the Como Motel oh, Lord. in Richardson, Texas, which I also map quested. Not map quested. Oh my God, I just aged the fuck Whoa, out of myself. Oh, map quest. Did I you did print the out printable too? version. <laughs> Are you rent free up there? Um, so I, I Googled it. <laughs> so it's 18 miles and 25 minutes, and today it would cost us $1.46 in tolls. <laughs> <laughs> They don't accept Indiana iPads. <laughs> oh, easy pass, as, as Indiana calls them. <laughs> so I said, $1.46 for sex on a regular basis? Huh. <laughs> it's on the low end. Man, for me, it's on the steep side. Oh, shit. <laughs> what are you paying? <laughs> who? Wait, who are you paying? I'm not getting shit. <laughs> Anyways, Candy was left in the dust when all of a sudden, <clears throat> almost like they didn't agree to these terms or something, mm. Alan terminated the affair upon the birth of his second daughter in 1979, July of 1979. Okay. Like, you know, like... She wasn't the one who, like, signed the release form that said she could take this field trip down knocking Boot Lane. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Thank you. My friend Lupe made it up. Okay, so, like I said, Candy had broken her own rule. She done caught the feelings. Mm-hmm. And now he's back with his wife, who just had their second baby, you know, and... He's picking up and playing happy family man again. Yeah. Like nothing happened. And put yourself in her shoes, in Candy's shoes. You have to carry on seeing that family, going to church, because your daughter's still friends with her. Right. You're, air quoting, still friends with Betty. How would you feel? And you have to pretend like nothing ever happened. She done did been pretending that she wasn't done fucking her husband. Right. How would you feel? I, I don't know. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's a shitty situation. Right. But, I mean, she did put it on herself. True. I would like to see how short the shorts were. She, just <laughs> if I were going to get myself into this situation. Like, she literally signed up for it. Right. I, I bet you there were contracts. If I you're going to sit down it. and make a pro and con list, right? There, I bet you this, there, there was something signed. Oh, 100%. Ew. I would love to see a copy of that. <laughs> they probably left it at the Como Hotel Notel. Motel, sorry. Motel. Big difference. All right. So let's fast forward. Mm-hmm. Almost a year. So she's been stewing bubbling around pissy Mm -hmm. for a year it's now friday june 13th 1980 friday the 13th Mm -hmm. candy has been pining over short short alan and her lost lust 
and cheap motel sex that she once had with him. Life had been carrying on. The Montgomery and Gore children were still best gal pals, seeing each other often, and the families were still attending the same church in the small town of Wiley, Texas. So like I said, it's a Friday, and Alan was away in Minnesota on business, and his oldest daughter, Alyssa, Alyssa, was going to have a play date, because I don't have a better term for that. Like, what do older kids have? Sleepover? Get-togethers? Get-togethers, right. well, hangouts. Like, they're going to have a rendezvous. I don't like that either. Yeah. They're going to have a play date. Play date. They're yeah, kids. We'll go with that. They're kids. Um, at the Montgomery house with her bestie, Jenny, mm-hmm. which is the Montgomery's daughter. Right. <clears throat> All right, so mathing, something I don't do very well. We all know this. This leaves Betty at home with her newborn daughter, Bethany. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading, because remember, she was struggling, you know, after the birth of this daughter. This was really the first time she was going to be at home alone with just her and her infant daughter. Mm-hmm. There had always been someone with her. Right. Whether that be her other daughter or, I mean, Alan or whatever. But somebody was there with her. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be totally alone. So, Betty's just going about her day when she hears a knock at her front door. It's her friend, Candy Montgomery. That's fine, right? Yeah, absolutely. She's probably just dropping off casserole. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love a Texas casserole? Or a Texas sweet tea? Mm. <laughs> Whatever they else do in Texas. It's bigger. But... She was actually kind of expecting her because Candy had called Betty earlier and said, hey, I'm going to be dropping by. Um, your daughter left her swimsuit at your house and she needs it for later. So mm-hmm. I'm going to stop by. I'm going to come pick it up. And Betty had just forgot. I mean, shit happened. She's busy doing stuff. Right. You know, and whatever. So now once that swimsuit was handed over... In Candy's hand, Betty went candid, and I'm air quoting, supposedly, flat out asked Candy, and I quote, Candy, are you having an affair with Alan? End quote. That's a very uh, upfront question. Also very out of the blue. Yes. Remember, this is a year later. Yeah, this is, yes. This is some time later. After the affair had ended. Right. Okay. How Candy answered that question is up for debate. But what I can tell you for certain is that her answer included a wood splitting axe. Okay. Is that where you thought this was going? Um... Because look at how sweaty my hand is. I was so excited to tell you that. (laughs) Not exactly. Okay. So this is where I've read and heard and watched a few different things. Mm -hmm. So this is where I'm telling you, you can't go on the documentary. Far from a documentary. Holy hell. The series. Yeah, the series. I mean, there's podcasts all over this. There's hundreds of articles. I tried to go with facts. Mm -hmm. But... Candy <laughs> Candy didn't just like open season start swinging on Betty with an axe. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Candy didn't bring that axe with her to the scene. So, I mean, like, so ding dong. Hi, I'm here to pick up the swimsuit, remember? Hi, did you fuck my husband? Boom, axe. Like, it didn't just happen like right. that. So, so where did the axe come from? Right. So, she did not go there with the intention of axing Betty to death. Mm-hmm. Um, she went there just to pick up that swimsuit. Right. Like, this was a very supposative, innocent meeting, action, transaction, mm-hmm. if you will. So obviously, some sort of argument and struggle ensued between the two women over the topic of the affair. I think Candy was very caught off guard. Because, I mean, think about it. So she's been pining a year. Mm-hmm. It's over. It didn't end well on the terms that they, even though they agreed on it, she's not happy about it. Right. So. A struggle had to have ensued. And then we played the she said, she said game. But in the end, Candy struck Betty 41 times with an axe. Jesus Christ. Let me stress that. 4-1. I'm tired after five swings of an axe. Correct. A wood splitting axe. Yeah, which are heavier than, than a regular axe. I'm gonna I'm gonna detail this too. Most of the blows being to her face. Some of them were in her torso, arms, and legs, but most of them in her face. So, whenever she was found, if she was found, I don't know. Um, she was completely unrecognizable. All right. So I just want to touch on a few more things before we move no, no, on. No, that's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. No, that's okay. <laughs> so, one. Being immediately after this crime occurred, Candy just skedaddled. Like nothing happened. She just left, went home with the swimsuit in hand to her family, like nothing happened. With the swimsuit in hand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Two. Remember how Betty was all alone at home with her infant daughter? Right. Um, oh yeah, well, she's still in the crib, asleep, unharmed, but Candy killed her mother and just left the baby upstairs in her crib, knowing who knows how long it'll be until she's found. Well, fuck, that's like a death sentence just as much. Yeah. All right, I just wanted to just put those two little pieces of information out there Mm -hmm. because I thought they were pretty important. Very. Yeah. All right. So moving on. So remember, Alan's not home. Mm-hmm. So from Minnesota, Alan was beginning to worry because he had attempted to call his wife, Betty, a few times and she just wasn't answering the phone. I right. mean, this is way before cell phones. <clears throat> yeah. So he's calling the house phone and um, he just was calling to check on her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's home alone for, like I said, for the first time with the baby. So he's probably just calling to check up. Um, but she wasn't answering, um, which he thought was very unlike her. So he did the only thing that he could think of, and he reached out to his neighbors, Richard Parker, Jerry McCann, and Lester Gaylor. Okay. Um, 
and this I like this part. He even called Candy to see if she had seen Betty, mm-hmm. and to which she stated she had, or er, er, quote, seen her earlier, end quote, and attempted to reassure him that everything was all right. She'd seen her earlier. Mm-hmm. Everything's all right. So the trio of men, remember his neighbors, um, checked the garage for Betty's car, which indeed was on scene, but this did not calm Alan because he still couldn't reach her. So her car's there. She should be answering the phone. Right. I mean, he's periodically tried to call her throughout the day. So one of the times she should have answered. Right, right. And he's thinking if she was going to go somewhere and be picked up by somebody in another vehicle or, you know, went somewhere with somebody else, she would have told them, especially for the fact that she would have had their infant daughter with them. Right, and that's that's what I was going to say. Like, she's not going to just leave her child at home. Like, right, it's, it's not a- just her going. She's accounting for two people. Right. So, he's just, he doesn't feel right about the situation. Mm-hmm. So, with Alan's go-ahead, the three men made entry into the home, excuse me, around 11.30 p.m. on Friday, June 13, 1980, where they found 30-year-old Betty Gore dead in the, on the utility room floor. And like you said, I mean, they know it's her because it's who else would it be? Right. You know, I mean, all the doors are locked. Mm-hmm. She's the only one supposed to be there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Gaylor, one of the men that was the neighbors, uh-huh. was later quoted of his findings. And I quote, thick, congealed, reddish brown oceans of blood glistening on the tile. End quote. Oof. Oceans of blood. Remember how much your face bled when you broke your nose? <laughs> yeah. Imagine getting axed 41 times yeah, that's, to your face. That's Jesus Christ. That's uh Jesus Christ and short shorts. <laughs> that um I can't really even imagine that. Like that that that's almost like a never-ending supply of it's hard to think about blood just gushing everywhere. An ocean, uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the next logical thing to do is call your ex ho. I mean, your family church friend, Candy Montgomery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's that's what you do, right? You call her, um, and inform her of Betty's horrible passing because mm-hmm. she's the next one that should know, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Candy, being the good Southern lady, God-fearing family woman, offers to out-of-town Alan to watch over Alyssa while he's still away. Hmm. Logical. Whatever. Brown noser. <laughs> so, police are notified and obviously respond to the scene and um, that's where they begin to try to deduce this bloody scene of a mess. Like yeah, mess of a scene, sorry. Horrific mess. scene. Um, so a few s- things that stuck out to the police and investigators immediately. One of them being that in the bathroom nearest to the utility room where Betty's body was found, there was blood on the walls and in the drain. Which suggested that the that the killer had attempted to clean themselves up before leaving. That's the what I'm saying. Like almost like she, she because we all know who it was. Uh, showered, but the scene was not cleaned up. Just 
the person. Well, yeah. I mean, she has to go about her day. And- Correct. So number two, the footprints that were found on the scene <clears throat> were extremely small in size. And so this led them to believe that either a juvenile or a woman was responsible for the crime. Right. Okay. So... Typical 1980 fashion, straight to the media, all that information goes. Because remember, like I said, 1980, why keep anything under wraps, right? Mm -hmm. The more the media knows, the better. Uh, The public may be actually able to help them solve this case. And I wrote 2023 eye roll. Ugh. So... I'm sure like everyone else in small town Wiley, Texas, Candy is glued to her television watching the news updates unfolding on the heinous murder of her bestie, Betty Core. Again, eye roll. (laughs) What I actually wrote was the heinous murder of her competition. I mean, friend Betty. (laughs) But when she's watching the TV, right, she heard something. She heard something interesting. Mm-hmm. Something that piqued her attention. What was that? She hears the police on TV talking about small shoe prints found on scene and immediately panics. Well, I mean, I would too. So she takes a pair of hedge clippers to the pair of flip flops and disposes of them. Okay, but hedge clippers. Okay. Big scissors. Yeah. Yeah. So. Snip, snip, snip. Right. <laughs> All right, so as with standard police protocol, they're going to want to interview the last person with Betty, who, surprise, surprise, Candy Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Candy is more than happy to talk with them and st- stated, yeah, she was at Betty's house in the morning to pick up Alyssa's swimsuit, and then she left to go to church to teach a Bible class. No biggie. Right. I mean, that's what she did. Mm-hmm. She was there. And then... With all this chaos that is beginning, obviously, to swirl around, Alan Gore is like, you know what? I should probably come clean to the investigators. Ruh-roh. So on June 17th, 1980, he spilled the beanie weenies and confessed his affair with one Candy Montgomery. So... What is that going to accomplish? That cat being out of the bag, Candy became the prime suspect in the murder of Betty Gore. Exactly. Yes. So, with Candy being the prime suspect, police asked her to take a polygraph. Candy refused to take a polygraph. And on June 27th, 1980, she was arrested and charged in connection with the brutal murder of Betty Gore. So... Um, upon refu- no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> upon refusal of the polygraph um, and her arrest, Candy was taken to jail where she was processed and booked in. And like I said, as standard protocol, photographs were taken of Candy. And that's when a large cut, like a gash, was mm-hmm. noticed on her toe hmm. and bruising around the area as well. Possibly coming from an axe. I was going to say, almost like she maybe missed her target and hit herself. Or her hand slipped in the copious amount of blood. Or that too, yes. Blood is slippery. Okie dokie. So now it's time for Candy to get some sort of defense together, you know, because that would be a good idea. Right. 
Um, so she hired attorney Don Crowder. Lawyer up. Right, literally. And he would argue that Candy killed Betty in an act of self-defense. Okay. So, okay. All right. So Candy's defense basically is that she went to Betty's house with only the intention of picking up that swimsuit for Betty's daughter and leaving. But when Betty confronted her with the affair and her husband or confronted her with the affair of her, with her husband, Alan, a struggle ensued and Betty attempted to strike Candy with the axe, causing the injury to her toe. And only then did Candy wrestle the axe away from Betty and strike her not once, not twice, but 41 times killing her. That's self-defense, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Case dismissed. Right. Why not just like hit her with the butt end of the axe and run away? That would that to me is self-defense. Yeah, it's a little light, but yeah. I mean, you don't have to f- <laughs> behead her. But 41 times, you know, that's that's like Hit her in the knees. Yeah, but then 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 they're going to have to go through like multiple knee surgeries and <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw something at you. <laughs> Anyways, Okay. So, other than research, what's another very typical alley case like ingredient? Um, hokey science. <laughs> so enter hypnosis I was say testimony. I do but you know, okay. That, that. Hypnosis testimony. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I love it. Psychics, hypnosis, testimony. <laughs> I love good hokey science. Don't ever hypnotize me. You don't want to know. <laughs> like, I'm just... Remember how I told you that we're never getting, like, cameras, ring camera... Oh, we are. The fuck we are. Oh, we are. I will go to jail. I'm way too weird. You don't want to know. Anyways. <laughs> so, Candy's lawyer... You're going to end up having to get a lawyer for me. This is what this is going to turn into. Anyways, Candy's lawyer decided it would be a good idea to have her hypnotized to show she's telling the truth about that day. So. No, you're good. An experienced psychiatrist and hypnotist, because he came as a package deal. Dr. Fred Faison put her under his spell. I mean, I don't know. What do you call someone that you, you done did hypnotize her? I, Hypnotist. I, I like put her under his spell. So while under hypnosis, mm-hmm. while under, Candy recalled that she, um, air quote, blacked out, okay, during the murder and was triggered by childhood trauma. And I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. This is what triggered her. To kill her friend, Betty Gore. This is what she's claiming. You're not ready for this. This is what she's claiming. Okay, I'm ready for this. She says this under hypnosis. Okay. This is her childhood trauma that triggered her to kill her friend. Okay? Her mother traumatized her by shushing her as a child. What was her mom, a professional shusher? 
This makes me think of our sound machine that we have in our bedroom. The one that goes, shh, yeah. shh. That's creepy. Could you imagine? It's fucking creepy. <laughs> Watch out. You might get axed. Okay. So let's, let's, let's get into that. Okay. Two grown women arguing Betty shh, to Candy. That warranted being bludgeoned with the fucking axe. 41 times. 41 times in the face. What the fuck? <laughs> it doesn't even, it's not right. That doesn't even make any sense. I don't understand. So, okay, if, if this was under hypnosis, so this happened under hypnosis. Like the drunk mind speaks an honest truth kind of a thing. Yeah, but I mean, that's a fucking bogus ass fucking truth. It's fucking stupid. Uh, just because it's stupid doesn't mean it's not true to her. I mean, I guess. People are terrified of crazy ass shit. So that's a trauma to her. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just. I'm triggered by people telling me to shut up. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to go ax somebody. Why? Well, I sure as fuck hope not. <laughs> fuck around and find out. So I don't own an ax, but I own a very large broom. We also have a baseball bat next to your bed, too. That is true. It is autographed. <laughs> Anyways. With pine tar still on it, so I got a good grip. <laughs> we don't need to let the people know that I sleep with a baseball bat next to my bed. I sound like a psychopath. Uh, okay. I am a psychopath. I mean, a baseball bat is a baseball bat. I sleep with something way more. Which also triggers me. Yeah, I know. I'd rather fuck someone with a baseball bat. Hey, bada bada so bada. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Gannity, gannity, gannity. <laughs> I guess you get the satisfaction of like. Knocking a fucking pumpkin off its shelf. Hell yeah. yeah. Anyways, I am crazy. Hmm. Shush me and find out. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll shush you all day, but I won't tell you to shut up. What, bitch? I'm scared. <laughs> Excuse me? Shh. <laughs> it's not funny it's not funny a woman got killed because she was yeah. we can never put that sound on our sound machine without thinking of this case uh, yeah i know you're Literally. right you're right also when we got that sound machine i thought that was the weirdest fucking thing it was very creepy remember when we went through it and yeah. i was like and this one's shushing yeah you're like very creepy yeah all right so the trial was held in McKinney, Texas, and lasted eight days. Mm -hmm. um, and the proceeding, the presiding judge was Tom Ryan. Okay. Um. So, oh heavens! Hello. <laughs> so even after hearing both sides, a jury of nine women and three men decided on October thirtieth, nineteen eighty, that Candace. Candy Montgomery was not guilty. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> That's right, uh -huh. folks. She was acquitted of murder even after on the stand. She said, and I quote, I hit her. I hit her. I hit her. How was she found not guilty? Self-defense. Okay. I'll bite. But 41 blows with the fucking axe. Get the fuck out. Seriously. 
All right, Ellie. <sighs> yoga breaths. Yoga breaths. Yoga breaths. You ready? This next part, you're going to love. You're going to love this. So, ask me, what exactly happened to Little Miss Lumberjack Candy Montgomery? What happened? After getting acquitted of murder. Who did she kill next? Well, first she left town. Okay. With Pat and her kids. Okay. Question face, right? Yeah. Yeah. And moved to Dawsonville, Georgia. Okay. They later divorced. Because, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. The affair. Right. right. That's what it was. <laughs> she was just all of a sudden really into foliage and, you know, lumberjack competitions. Hey, well, you know. Yeah. 41 times. Stamina. 80s. I mean, shit. Stamina. Yeah. I can um, imagine what her arms look like. Also, Alan Gore, Betty's husband, he later remarried as well. He moved and remarried. Okay. I'm not done. Okay. Candy Montgomery is now a certified therapist and family counselor. She is 73 years old. And that is the end of my story, folks. She's... (laughs) I am so, like... She, she, uh, she moonlights as a lumberjack, though. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, you know... That's her side I almost job. said she nightlights as a lumberjack. <laughs> she could very much do that too. <laughs> that she is a family counselor and therapist. No, you're not. No, you're a homewrecker. You are a murderer. An <laughs> well, yeah, even better. An axe murderer. Even Lizzie Borden's better than you are. Mm. She didn't do it. Lizzie Borden's not guilty. Allegedly. She's not guilty. Allegedly. I'll prove it. Next case. Fine. It's already on my list. <laughs> I, I've been wanting... I was going to... Well, anyway. I wanted to talk to you about that one. <clears throat> I, you want to do a team up? You'll do she's guilty and I'll do she's not? Okay. Deal. We'll let the thinkers decide. She literally is out there living super normal. She got away with murder. Literally. Got away with murder. Got away with murder. What about... Okay, so... And, like, that's the thing. Like, okay, so... Murderers... (laughs) I don't even have words. Like... uh, Yeah. Go go do a regular job. Not something where, like, you're counseling people about their lives and their family. Yeah. Like, go be a checkout person at the grocery store a walmart greeter for crying out loud correct go work in the sporting goods department selling axes Uh, i don't (laughs) care seriously yeah no you're right with other people's lives that's that's, wow wow i was not expecting i know so okay i knew everything but that part and when i was reading it i was like i cannot wait to get to the last page and write this (laughs) Ugh. I about being triggered so now like every time i go to my therapist or like i get a new therapist or something like that i'd be like excuse me i have to ask you something have you ever been acquitted of an axe murder 
<laughs> yeah. And she's going to be like, I can't work with you. I'm like, oh my God, it's because you're an axe murderer? No, because you're fucking psycho and you're above my pay grade. Like, <laughs> ma'am, this is a CVS. <laughs> you just came here for NyQuil. I'm all tripped out at the counter. <laughs> so, so do you know someone? <laughs> okay, my, my question, and I don't know if you know. Um, Probably 22 pages of research. What 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 happened to to her family then? Like, what happened to her husband, ex husband, and her children? Like, so, what are they doing now? So they, I mean, they went on and lived lives like normal lives. They mm-hmm. they moved away. They, obviously, remember I told you they got a divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so from what I, I couldn't substantiate it because it was a Wikipedia. Mm, okay. So I don't ever substantiate those. Yeah. Um, I'll get like timeline dates from that. Mm-hmm. But from what I saw after the divorce, quiet life. Mm. And then Betty's children, you know, were raised with family. I mean, yeah. obviously with him and with family, but yeah. I mean, fuck, like you, you would think like the children would grow up to be like some kind of even lawyer or something like that from, from the shit that they... Well, I guess like you can't I really say they really. I was even looking for birthdays and stuff like that, and it seemed like they were trying to hide a lot of. So that. a lot of shit was like taboo. Well, I don't want to say taboo, but they're trying to live a quiet. I am not related to Candy Axe murdering Montgomery. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow, that is so fucking bizarre. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that she's just out there, Root all willy willy nilly. Yep, there's an alley term for you. Yeah. Wild, isn't it? Fucking bizarre. You guys, he says willy-nilly and wild all the time. <laughs> I do say wild a lot. <laughs> I think that's one of the first times I've said willy-nilly in probably a while. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's all I've got. Wow. That was fu- I need to finish this series I made now. a big stink and I didn't even open it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go home. It's late. Yeah, it's late. Well, we did good on time. Thank you. Um, awesome episode. I fucking love that. Thank you. And I do. I I still have to finish watching the series anyway. Yeah. Because I know some of the things that you did say. Like I'm like I remembered. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the 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 series was great. It's mm-hmm. so good. I loved it, and that's really what sparked me to like want to do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But I obviously wanted to find the factual basis. Exactly. Of it, yeah. But now, don't get me wrong. The fucking series was epic. Go Jessica Peel. Yeah. But, I mean, and Melanie Liskey. Love it. But you got to watch it. It's good. It is. And it, it goes through a good timeline of mm-hmm. it. They just add in fluff. Yeah. Which is, I mean, normal for, you know, like a, a series like that. You got to make it juicy. Yeah. Jeez. Wow, that was. Oh, and they put short shorts and afros in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And very sweaty. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> All right, thinkers. Um We will be sending stickers. To all of you who actually picked the right answer, and I'll send stickers to the ones that said I was psychotic. <laughs> Speaking of stickers, um, I did send uh, stickers to people that were asking for them. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say recently because I, I, slacked, I slacked off, and I'm a slacker, and I slacked. 
And why was the reason why you sent them the stickers? Because uh, Allie got the stamps, so I could send them. Pod Mom took the reins and got shit to happen. Yeah. So I sent, uh, I know one person already got, got theirs. Um, he actually is a paranormal investigator. Uh, his Instagram is Grave Evidence, and he said he will be making a I got I got mail video tonight for us, and he's gonna put us out there for all his followers to cool. That's to awesome. listen to us. And then I'm sure Missy will be um, messaging me soon and saying that she got hers too. Awesome. So. Right. Well, everyone, I'll be in contact with you. Also, guys, we're at 987 followers on instagram <laughs> so but yeah uh awesome episode Allie. thank you love it thank you um hokey science lots of pages yeah what more could you want great. from out of me it was me? great um want from out of me I, mm. <laughs> you need some sleep i'm joined here with Allie. Meow. <laughs> that almost didn't come out like i opened my mouth and did you see it <laughs> <laughs> That's when I wish I was recording. Uh, and it's Lupe, your favorite host at the most. Remember, don't believe everything you think. Peace! <laughs>